welcome to this week's podcast. I am your host, Jason Barnand. Uh, today's date is September 3rd. I have with me, as per usual, April Mitchell. And Chris Scott. And uh, we got quite a bit of geek news we hope that you peoples enjoys. Um, not a lot in the world of Warcraft. I'm just going to go ahead and jump in here. Uh, so... Uh, if you've done any kind of reading on MMO Champion or anything, um, it's been found the Lucid Nightmare mount. Pretty awesome looking mount, if uh, you do say so, and I've been trying to figure out how to get the one of the requirements for this mount. It's called the Shadow Weave Mask. It drops off of um, a specific mob out in the area out here in Searing Gorge. Um, it's called the Dark Iron Steamsmith. Uh, everybody and their uncle is out currently trying to farm this thing. Because if you can get the drop and make the items, you could throw them in the auction house. And I think the cheapest one I saw was 4K right now in gold. So uh, you could probably be making quite a bit of good money right now. Um, if you want to even try to sell the pattern itself, it's ridiculous. It's like 120K. Nobody's going to pay that for that. Like, how much? I mean, you're not, it's going to take you forever to try to recoup that kind of cost anyways. So, yeah, so um, I went out there, tried for about 15 minutes, and I just decided not my cup of tea. Apparently, the drop rate isn't that bad. It's about 3%, so if nobody else was out there farming them, it wouldn't be that bad to actually, like, try to get that. But uh, literally every single spawn point had at least two people on it when I went out there. Um, but I also have a, a higher population server kind of thing going on, so... Um, so yeah, that's probably why. So, uh, and I tried doing some cross-realm stuff, but I don't think you can do that unless the other person that's cross-realmed from you uh, is in the same zone. So, good luck trying to find a cross-realm. You might be able to get a buddy to create a cross-realm, and you might be able to jump in on their server if they're low-pop. So, that is an idea, um, if you want to try to get a, a lower-pop server to try to potentially farm this thing for your server. Um, but yeah, the drop rate's about 3%, and you're gonna have a heck of a time. Anyways, that's that's just one of the small items you need to do this whole entire quest line. I have put a walkthrough that I found probably the most useful, because it goes step-by-step, step, everything you need to do. And he gives you a general guideline, and he could even possibly pause his video to see how he does certain things. Um, but it's just like a couple steps, quite a few steps. It'll take you out to um, Ulduar where you have to do this Memoron puzzle, you have to go through, um, you end up going to Karazhan's um, crypts to finally get them out, and you've got a, quite a few different places you have to go stop to try to unlock certain puzzles. Nomergon was another one of them, and you just have these little puzzles you have to figure out, um, which have already been figured out for you, you just have to take time, and it'll probably take you, if you could get the mask, um, probably about three hours to complete, is what it sounds like, so if you're lucky. Some of those, there's a very pretty difficult puzzle that you have to just do, and it changes based on, it's randomly created, so you can't just go online and look for the answer, because it, it generates this pattern in the game randomly, so everybody has their own separate instance of it, so... Anyways, um, yeah, if you want to go see what it looks like, I've got a link in the notes as well over at an MMO Champion, who um, originally gave a link to at least some of the stuff, and then I went and YouTubed um, the actual videos, and there's a couple other videos out there, but I think I linked the best one that looked like it was the most detailed, so, that I could find. Uh, yeah, I am glad that patch 7.3 is dropped, so, um, I haven't gotten too far into the patch, because we haven't had a lot of stuff released yet, 
so I'm not making too much of a priority um, at this point. But 7.3 did drop the, you know, some new stuff into the con like a whole entire another planet into, you know, the system, Argus, uh, if you're not familiar. So uh, Argus looks cool and all that. The patch, everything looks nice with this new patch. It's got quite a bit of content, I feel. So I'm happy about it. Um, gives me something more to do. We have uh, at least two new factions to get some rep with. Yay, rep grinding. Who doesn't love rep grinding? Rep grind. <sighs> um, in other news, the new PvP set. I don't. Oh, well, <laughs> I don't think too many people actually like rep grinding, but that's how you earn things in the game. So that's and that's well, their traditional way of doing grind, it. So. Yeah, yeah um, but the PvP armor sets look awesome. So uh, go over to MMO Champion. I have another link in here. They look fantastic. I actually do plan on doing PvP. The season just opened um, for uh, World of Warcraft, so kind of really cool. Um, the Druid set looks awesome. Um, there is an Alliance and a Horde version, so if you see one and you get excited about it, make sure it's for the faction that you're with and not the other faction, because some of them seem a little more disappointing than other. Of course, the best one for each one being the Elite set that you can get um, by having to really work your butt off in the season. So, anyways... Uh, if you want transmog stuff, uh, PvP, and, and enjoy PvP, that might be the route for you to the, uh, this season. So, uh, in other news, this uh, I kind of saw some quite a few notes here, but the one that stuck out to me the most that I wanted to make note in the podcast was Titanforged rates for the weekly cash has been increased. So, uh, we should probably go back to doing those now that the new uh, patch 7.3 is out. So, uh, maybe get some better gear potentially from that or at least gear up your low bees a little bit faster because titan forged is a lot better now or you have a greater chance of getting titan forged so uh speaking of seasons opening i'm just gonna go jump down a little bit in my notes come back uh overwatch season six started this week so mm -hmm. if you are a fiend and and friend and you know enjoy overwatch and pvp which if you're playing overwatch you're pretty much just playing for pvp i mean that's or just, you know, just general having fun player versus player kind of stuff. So, but the whole entire point of Overwatch is PvP. So, um, I did start out my season horribly. So, uh, I've only gotten, I think, three matches in. And we've lost, me and my group lost every single one. And it's unfortunate that we were getting matched with a bunch of horrible people. And it seems like that seems to be the going rate, is if you don't do well and you keep getting matched with crappy people, yeah. It goes down pretty drastically. Uh, so, anyways, uh, moving on. Everybody on PC should have been excited about this week. Uh, if you especially enjoy Destiny 2 Beta, because uh, I got to review it, um, did pre-order it. Um, more of Destiny with awesome graphics. So, I enjoy the game. Uh, it reminds me way too much of the original Destiny, which is what it's supposed to be. I mean, it's just Destiny 2.0. Um, but on PC, and the graphics are fantastic at 60 FPS. I do not, however, have a 4K display, so I cannot vouch for the 4K-ness of it. But apparently you can run this game at 4K, unlike the console, which can be ran at 4K, but it is hard, um, it is set to, what, uh, locked in at 30 FPS now? So don't expect the best frames per second on the console, but, I mean, 30 FPS, I mean, you're probably not gonna notice it because you're used to console games kind of like that, so... Anyways, um, yeah, uh, definitely would suggest installing this game to an SSD, SSHD if you want, like, kind of, like, a, a key in on loading content a little bit faster so you're not the last one in the group to load. Um, 
the DLC for PC and console they did announce will launch at the same times. Even though the PC game won't launch until October 24th, <laughs> the DLC for it will both be launched at the same time for both console and PC. So, well, at least we have that going for us, even though we, like, this upcoming week is the, the release of Destiny 2 for PS4 and Xbox One. So, uh, you will be enjoying the game seven weeks earlier than the PC people who have to wait for whatever reason, because that's exactly why I don't understand. But, oh well. Um, the one thing that was pointed out is PC's probably going to be more susceptible to exploits. So, if you're wanting kind of a fair gameplay kind of, ga like, you know, thing, I don't know how well Bungie has done with protecting the PC console. I mean, you know, because Steam has Valve's anti-cheating system back. Um, they're going to have to have some sort of equivalent. I'm sure there's probably some product out that they're probably going to include in this um, to try to keep and prevent people from, you know, cheating in the game and hopefully banning people for doing so, even though, you know, companies like Microsoft are kind of... Back, they're, not, they're reeling that kind of gameplay back because people don't enjoy being banned for, you know, sometimes maybe what might be unjustly being banned because you just got a group of douchebags who just like, I don't like that guy, we're all going to vote to ban him kind of thing, or vote to, you know, report him. Anyways, uh, so yeah, console latches are coming this week, so everybody who loves Destiny 2, I hope you enjoy it. I probably will not be buying it for PS4 because I do not want to spend seven weeks playing the game only to have to play it on PC. So, as I had mentioned before in the past. So, yeah, that's it for uh, video game news. I didn't see too much more in the news. How about the entertainment news, though? Ooh, definitely some good entertainment news this week. So, Yay! a lot better than last week. Let's start with that weekend box office. All let's right. put it. Let's let's address it the way that I had it addressed in the show notes before I actually edited it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, um, well, let's put it this way: the summer has now gone out with a whimper. Top movie this week: Hitman's Bodyguard, second week in a row, ten point two million dollars. Hmm. Followed by 7.3 million for Annabelle Creation. Never heard of the it. The entire week, Crazy total doll. of 55 oh. movies, 74 million. Oh, well, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's put it this way. In the top 15 was even the 40th anniversary re-release of Close Encounters of the Third Kind with $1.8 million. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Close Encounters. Come on now. But I am very also... happy to note that at this point, Wonder Woman has now officially beat out Hunger Games and the original Spider-Man and Captain America Civil War Yay! for domestic gross. It is at $408.9 It just needs, like, probably, like, two days to beat Iron Man 3 and become 20th place. Mm -hmm. That is freaking amazing. I mean, it's... Wonder Woman is still kicking ass and taking names. For them not, you know, I mean, going back to it, not actually really advertising it or anything like that, as well as I mm -hmm. thought they should have. I mean, this thing's doing fantastic. Exactly. It's got legs. It's got legs for days. Legs for weeks, literally. Lots of social media. And it's, it's, it's amazing. So I'm, I'm enjoying that. It, the movie's now on DVD already, so if you haven't caught it, it's out there. Go see it. Um... Of course, next week we'll actually get some real movies back at the theater, but I'll bring that up in my second segment this week. Woo. For you, 
Um, I'd call it, you know, like suspense fans. If you're a big fan of those comic book adaptations of the past, we've now heard that the Crow, the Crow Reborn, which has been in development limbo for a decade plus, is now at Sony Pictures, which means there's good signs of it actually happening. So I know I'm not, I you know, I've maybe seen bits and pieces of The Crow, but it's not usually, it's not my cup of tea. But I mean, it sounds like it's going to, you know, it's going, I mean, it was 94. I was in freaking high school. It was my junior year of high school when that came out with Brandon Lee, you know, son of Bruce Lee, who'd gotten killed during filming right near the end. So, yeah. you know, that'll be, it'll be interesting to keep an eye on this. I mean, since we are in a world of reboots and restarts and whatnots and, yeah. Yeah, they'll be bringing back some of the older stuff as a reboot because I think the, all the stuff they keep giving us versions 8 and 9 of, or 7 9 of, or whatever, you know, probably aren't exactly. going to Pirates of the Caribbean. Won't be doing so well in the future. Nope. Really? Because um, the new one was really good. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, the movie itself was good in the past. Yeah. You know, in the past, I mean, I've heard it was really, really good. I just never... Well, yeah, you know, that's like I said, it's not my cup of tea. Although the, those movies like Pirates of the Caribbean are still doing well overseas, so... Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I mean, they'll still be making them, I'm sure. But uh, Rick wrestler Rick Flair, you know, woo, the Nature yeah. Boy, uh, released a video this weekend saying uh, since his little health scare that he had, he ain't dead yet. <laughs> Which is always it's always funny when these people put out these videos and whatnot. It's like, okay, Rick, we know we know you, we like you, but okay, if you would have died, we would have been okay still. So it's horrible. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite actors, Paul Bettany, best known for, in my eyes, Knight's Tale, Avengers, Age of Ultron, um, has joined up with Ron Howard for the third time, and he, he's now officially joined in for the Han Solo uh, spinoff movie. Um, previous work, and if you don't know who Paul Bettany is, he's Vision in Age of Ultron and Civil War, or best known as bare-assed poet uh, Jeffrey Chaucer in a night's tale <laughs> yes i'm, I'm kind of curious to know what he's going to be playing in the new movie but uh we will see he's working with ron howard again like i said for the third time previous times was he played um the one of the, the henchman yeah. bad guy in the da vinci code i am blanking on his name he's oh the silas, one that, silas. Yeah, the one that beat himself yes yep mm -hmm. and then he was also in a beautiful mind so hmm. good stuff Okay. All right. Okay. Either one of you, fans of Kick-Ass, Kingsman, uh, yeah. want the movie Wanted, anything like that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, creator of all that, Mark Millar, his whole universe of work is now going to start being produced by Netflix. Ooh. Yeah. Now, of course, not Kingsman or Kick-Ass because the media rights are already sold off to yeah. other parties. But, I mean... You could see potentially see a um, wanted, you know, possibly a wanted series or something like that. He actually wrote the book, the comic book versions of Civil, you know, Civil War and Old Man Logan. Hmm. So that would be nice to see other versions of that. But he's got a whole lot of properties. The whole Millarverse, as they call it, he's got all these different properties: Chrononaut, American Jesus. Um, it was just. I, 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 this guy's interesting. I mean, he kind of reminds me of one of the actors in Super Troopers, but <laughs> nevertheless. <laughs> Which is finished so, filming. The second mm -hmm. one. 
Anyways. I know, I can't, I can't wait to see the sequel since uh, that's oh. now coming out 420 next year. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, he's going to have his Millarverse properties made onto Netflix, which will be good since they're going to be uh, having a big hole after Disney leaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, since it is Labor Day weekend here in the States, we just had our second bout of Force Friday. Yay, I heard about this. I knew people who had to work at Target late because of it. Oh, you mean mm-hmm. Eliana? Yeah. Uh, Colin. Well, yeah, but yeah, I'm sure she probably ended up too. It, it was obligated. I mean, like they asked. I think people. they asked her if she wanted to work. Yeah, I don't know if she did or mm-hmm. not. But they even offered her a Star Wars T-shirt. I think she said no. Yeah, yeah. Anybody who worked got a Star Wars T-shirt. Oh, very nice. So, so I mean, there's been a lot of stuff pop up. I've seen like full size, you know, like life size porgs, <laughs> and I don't mean life size. I'm talking like human size porgs. Like I saw somebody holding one up, and it was like bigger than they were. Wow. The, yeah, the creepy little. Th- the, basically, I saw somebody putting up a meme that said, uh, "Porks kind of look like the uh, fake bird from Dumb and Dumber." <laughs> but the, yeah. Anyhow, so one of the most ridiculous things that I saw pop up for you Lego fans: if you want to make your own Millennium Falcon, be prepared to put together seven thousand five hundred and forty-one pieces, and shell out eight hundred bucks. Yeah, I can believe that. That's. That would be a lot of time, though, also. So, I mean, it'd be fun putting it together. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I thought about getting the Death Star one when that came out, and that was a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. So, yeah, and then and the funny thing was seeing that getting, you know, like they had the one friend had it on Spider-Man, Spider-Man Homecoming this summer, and he just drops it when he sees Spider-Man come in the room, and it's like, drops it. I'm like, oh, my God, all that freaking work. Oh, oh. no. <laughs> Intentionally. <laughs> but that but that will be coming out in about a month on the first of October. I can't imagine. I'm going to. I'm going to have to look to see if anybody's stupid enough to buy one of these. Oh, I'm sure there's. I, I, know, be, I know. somebody dude, will. Dude, 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 dude. No, there's no. It's not about being stupid. It's just how you know devoted are these people to these kinds of things. And I know quite a few people who would be devoted enough to buy something like that. So yeah, I, having enough devoted. space to put that. Yeah. No. No. I'm not talking about you. But uh, having that much space in your house to dedicate to that kind of stuff, though, that's that's. Mm-hmm. Maybe I was going to wrap up entertainment news with that, but luckily, with the time <laughs> that we record at night, I got one really p- good piece of good news for me. Ooh. I knew that Elton this weekend is also Dragon Hunt. It's always Labor Day weekend, and I knew that Chef Elton Brown was going to be there because he actually lives in Georgia. Hmm. And I mean, most people will know him. Some people know him as the host of Cutthroat Kitchen or Iron Chef America, but for someone like me, he will always be the chef and host of the show Good Eats. Yay! It's coming back. Yeah, Good I heard Eats about that. It's finally coming back. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's amusing to watch. I mean, it's definitely one of those, like, better, like, food kind of tv shows it's it's more basic i think it's yeah. more basic for like you know it's actually made me want to expand my cooking skills and whatnot even doing try to making like making like pastries or puffs like those uh cream puffs or something like that pot of show and you know it just very good every man he's like the everyman chef i think which yeah. i love that but he is officially announced at Dragon Con that Good Eats is coming back. It will be coming back next year. It will be on Food Network, and it will also be streaming. The streaming content will have extra content on there. If you want any more info, look for hashtag Return of the Eats on Twitter. 
or Facebook, possibly. I'll look for all of that, but I am very excited by that last bit. So, yee! Huzzah! Good eats. All right, so that's my entertainment news. April, have anybody, has, was anybody born this week? No. <laughs> No, not, not a single well, person. Well, actually, no this morning, my mom heard the da-da-da-da-da like three times at the hospital before she came home. Oh, so there were oh, a few oh, born. Oh, I know what you mean. Anyways, so yes, there were people born this week. Oh, but you mean years ago? <laughs> <laughs> Who might be famous? <laughs> oh, well, well, that's a different yeah. story. These might be famous people. Oh, by God, that's a horse of a different color. Anyway, so today we have birthdays. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Garrett Headland was born in 1984. He was in Tron Legacy. And he was Murtaugh and Aragon. Yay! And then you have Charlie Sheen, who was born in 1965. Crazy bastard. I have a list, but my favorite is still Three Musketeers is Aramis. <laughs> so then you've got September 4th. You have Wes Bentley, born in 1978. He was Seneca Crane in The Hunger Games. <laughs> so sad. Yeah. Anyways... You've got Noah Taylor, born 1969, who's in Preacher, Peaky Blinders. He was Locke in Game of Thrones, and Mr. Bucket in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the Tim Burton oh. version. September 5th, you have Carice Van Houten, born 1976 in the Netherlands, Melisandre from Game of Thrones. Mm. And then you okay. also have Rose McGowan, born 1973. She was born in Florence, Italy. Mm-hmm. She's Paige and Charmed. She's on Planet Terror, Death Proof, and Grindhouse. Hmm, can you ca- guess her genre of movie? Hey, gotta throw this one out to you, April. I keep forgetting this. Who did you like better? Paige or um, Prue? Paige. Just checking. Anyways, <laughs> September 6th, we've got Michael Winslow, born 1958. He was radar technician in Spaceballs. <laughs> Big part there. <laughs> sure, they jammed our radar. <laughs> I needed a birthday. I like space Literally. Uh, he's a good man. <laughs> September 7th, you've got Evan Rachel Wood, born 1987. She dated Marilyn Manson, just saying. <laughs> She's Dolores Abernathy on Westworld. And she was Sophie Ann in True Blood. And then you've got one of my favorites, Devin Sawa, born 1978. For anyone who liked the movie Casper? Yeah. He was Casper the, like, two hours that he was human. Oh, really? Because, <laughs> you know, he's a 12-year-old boy, so he can only yeah. be human till 10. <laughs> <laughs> he was also in Little Giants, one of my favorite movies, the first Final Destination. Yeah, and that had a Nine Inch Nails song in the soundtrack. It was awesome. And he was in another one I like called Idle Hands. Mm-hmm. And he was on Slackers and SLC Punk. And he was Sam Matthews on Nikita. Mm. And this one, I, I don't know how to pronounce his last name without <laughs> completely ruining it. So we're just gonna we're just gonna come out and say it. Jimmy Urine. Or Urine. Urine or Born yeah. 1969. He's a musician who is a band member of the band Mindless Self-Indulgence. But he's also an actor. He was half nut in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, and he's and he plays translator Bents in Alleluia the Devil's Carnival. Nuts, urine. Yep. Mm-hmm. September eighth, we have Martin Freeman. 
1971. He was Bilbo Baggins in the Hobbit movies. He was Met Sergeant in Hot Fuzz. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Dr. John Watson in Sherlock. Uh, he was in The World's End. And, and, of course, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. He's Arthur Dent. He actually was in Shaun of the Dead. And he was in one of my favorite movies, Love Actually. Yeah, I think he just starts showing up in a lot of those uh, Simon Pegg movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as you say, he... Just to confuse you, because him and Simon Pegg, I confuse them all the time. Mm. Anyways, and then you I have the little boy, Gatton Matarazzo, who was born in 2002. He's the Stranger Things kid, Dustin Henderson, the one that had some kind of health problem, the character. Oh, okay. September 9th, you've got Goran Viznik, born 1972 in Croatia, aka used to be Yugoslavia. He was in time. He's in Timeless. He was on ER, and in the movie Practical Magic, he was Jimmy Angelo. Oh yes. Anyways, then you have Josh Herdman, born 1987. Gregory Goyle in the Harry Potter movies. Mm. And then here's. Here's a flashback for everybody. The movie Legend with, you know, Tim Curry and Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the strange little brownie-looking thing named Gump who was kind of like a cop, like a bronze, like a light goldish bronze color, glittery, and um, he was kind of bossy? Young yeah, boyish he, I looking? I can't see that I've actually seen the movie. He played uh, this guy, David Bennett, born 1966. He played Gump in the movie Legend. I'll have to watch it to show Jason. He sounds cool as... Hmm. It's been a while since I've seen Legend, yeah. so... Well, I own it, so... I know you. All right, and those are your birthdays. Hey, birthdays. Now back to my previously scheduled uh, necklace. So, uh, yeah. Um, in this week's tech news, I, I, I didn't go complete tech. I mean, but we will talk about a hard drive of uh, a author that I love and have tried to acquire all of his works... Uh, Terry Pratchett. Quite successfully, actually. Uh, yeah, I might pretty add. much own almost everything of his now. Uh, but uh, except for, I will say, he had a hard drive containing his incomplete works, which have now been officially um, destroyed by a steamroller. Um, in accordance with his wishes, which is that his hard drive be crushed by a steamroller, according to friend and fellow author Neil Gaiman, uh, Pratchett wanted whatever he has, uh, he was working on at the time of his death to be taken out along with his computers to be put in the middle of a road in a steamroller to steamroll over them all. The crushed hard drive <laughs> will be displayed at the Salisbury Museum in England as part of the new exhibit, which I would love to go visit, uh, <clears throat> on the life and work of Terry Pratchett. So, nice. yeah. So we'll never be able to... He never wanted anybody to finish his works, which is good, because, you know, you know, it's not Nobody truly his could. work then. Uh, not in his eyes. And he was... He's such a genius author. Anyways, if you don't... If you've never read anything by Terry Pratchett, go read. So, any, just start off with his whole entire... Like, or even watch his movies if you don't want to read anything. Hogfather um, is probably one of my favorite. Going favorites. Postal. Yeah, Going Postal was another good one. Oh. Uh, just... Uh, the BBC Sky has done a, a good job of making a lot of his books into movies. So, um, any of them. <laughs> any of them. Um, especially love uh, the, the, the uh, character Death. Because, yeah. Anyways. Hogfather's good for Christmas. Oh, ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
but he's kind of a special type sense of humor kind of person, so you'll, you'll, you may not always get his kind I of mean, humor. I mean, come on, the world's floating on the backs of turtles. You've got to have a sense of humor for that. A tune. <laughs> a tune. Uh, anyways, uh, moving on. Uh, who would want to go walk into KFC and pay for your food with just your face? Hmm? I mean, technically you're getting your card charged, but instead of actually having your card... All you have to do is just put in your phone number and bam, it scans your face and charges your account. So a um, pay with your face technology is currently being tested in KFCs in Ch or in a KFC in China. Uh, a spinoff of e-commerce giant Alibaba, if you've ever shopped for anything made by a third world country, China or Hong Kong, you've probably shopped at Alibaba. Um, Ant Financial uh, announced it has rolled out a service in Hangzhou in eastern China that lets players pay for orders with their faces. <laughs> a customer just has to approach um, a menu, select the items they'd like to purchase, and then choose to facial scan as a payment option. So yeah, and then you just pretty much use your phone number as a secondary form of authentication in case your doppelganger decides to want to also try to order food. So hopefully your doppelganger does not know your phone number, but if you do have a twin, odds are they probably do. Um, but yeah, anyways. <laughs> so yeah, you're, you and your twin could charge each other's probably orders or whatever. Hey, so, so be it. Yeah, but you know, I, who knows? Maybe you'll do like retinal scans in the future because those will actually differ between um, you know you and your siblings, even if you are dupl duplicates. Or uh, uh, whatever, uh, biological twins. So, uh, anyways, um, this is probably another play by the uh, making facial recognition some sort of ubiquitous kind of technology in the Chinese culture. So the government can, if, if you conspiracy theorists want to get out your hats right now, tinfoil hats, uh, to, to possibly keep, and this might not actually be so much tinfoil as that's kind of what the government's trying to push towards uh, right now in China is facial recognition so that they can easily identify dissenters in their country. So, yay. Uh, hopefully this kind of technology will never come to the U.S. Because I don't believe that it's something that we should have. I think everything should be keyed and not based on bio biometrics so much. Because, anyways, or at least biometrics that can be discerned through, like, cameras and shit. Anyways, uh, moving on. Amazon, who here watched the eclipse? Nope. I did. With their solar glasses? Nope. Okay, maybe sheets of solar uh, glass or uh, welding glass maybe hopefully yeah. shade 14 or higher <laughs> yes. maybe, oh, 12. No, 12 12 12 was acceptable as well 12 or 14 well for those of you who did not decide to go to your welding companies locally and buy um shades of welding glass like i did uh if you buy your glasses off of amazon <laughs> um there's potential a lawsuit going in effect right now towards amazon um uh, Amazon sold eyeglass uh, eclipse glasses that cause permanent blindness. Uh, blindness alleges new proposed federal class action lawsuit filed by a South Co uh, Carolina couple. Amazon did issue a recall of the defective and perhaps counterfeit eyeglass um, eyewear um, as they found out about each set. Um, but the couple says that they never received this email, and so they're just like, yeah, uh, we're kind of discerning. Like, maybe we were going blind. I mean, the thing is, is like everybody who was reading this online knew who the safe people were to buy from. 
Just because Amazon has them on your site does not mean that they're safe. We have already been hearing about all these counterfeiter companies and manufacturers. There's no way Amazon can check every single one of them. What are they going to do? Order a pair of glasses at the price of the company just to find out whether or not they're legit? I mean, they could probably force the distributors to have to, you know, put them in stock or whatever. But how are they? They don't have a means of testing glass sunglasses, like these solar glasses. So... Yeah, so all these... Plus, it, plus, it's still the fact that you're looking at the fucking sun. Hello? <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you do not buy from one of the NASA-certified companies, you're probably not going to have the standard that you want. Like, you're risking your eyes to, to, to view the sun. Um, or if you just, of course, didn't buy anything that was actually professionally made for, like, welding goggles. <laughs> you know, because they're not really going to fake that. So... Although I saw so many different versions of glasses for like 2017 Eclipse glasses on the side and all this kind of stuff. And so, yeah, so that sucks for people who bought glasses that burnt their eyes. But this is kind of something that we all kind of probably maybe didn't see coming. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyways, that's a bad play up on there. Anyways, um, but yeah. I'm sorry, but I don't know. I, I just feel bad. Anyways, I feel bad for the people who did burn their eyes looking at this eclipse because there's so much hype about it. So, And glasses were kind of hard to find. Um, moving on. Uh, the FDA has issued a recall of 465,000 St. Jude's pacemakers to patch a security hole, which could allow an attacker to tamper with the settings and even change the beats and rhythm of um, to the device. So, uh, yeah. That's kind of uh, interesting. So you may have... And this is kind of something that's been in the news for at least three years now. Because we've known about vulnerabilities that can attack um, electronic devices that are already implanted in your body. Because security isn't really a concern about those. But could potentially be... All it takes is somebody walking by with an antenna um, in a computer um, to potentially take and misuse this, these kind of devices. Uh, maybe your, your your neighbor doesn't like you and just wants to target you by giving you some really bad heartburn or maybe a rhythm or heart attack. Who knows? Who knows to the extent of these pacemakers? But if you are one of these people who has a pacemaker, you, you should probably, before tearing your heart out, go to your pacemaker manufacturer or company that you probably had implanted and request this firmware update. So... Uh, for all you St. Juice pacemakers, this is more like a PSA kind of thing. So, because it is a major concern, um, because these kinds of th things can become passive. So, all it takes is for you to find like one rogue signal. You're just walking by one Wi Fi system that some dubious individual has decided to make everybody who walks by skip a beat in their heart every few seconds or whatever. I don't know. It, it, this isn't probably something that's practically going to be used against somebody, but. At the same time, you never know. You never know, because people are douchebags in this world. We'll just we'll just admit that. So, um, moving on to my last bit of tech news. Who here likes ordering pizza? I do. I can only imagine that most of Americans love ordering pizza. Who here likes Domino's pizza? Okay. It's all right. Yeah, it's all right. That's kind of general, uh, general figure. Well, uh, Domino's is testing a self-driving pizza delivery car in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so, uh, Campus, while... university town, not a good idea. Well, that's... The idea is, is you want the university but town. But if it malfunctions, it's not a good idea. Well, they're testing the... It's more... Because they know the technology is there to drive a car around. And it's not so much 
that the car is itself driving around by itself right now, really. They're going to have a driver in there as well as an engineer sitting in the, in the seat. And they're pretty much just testing to see if people are willing to come out to the car to even pick up the pizza. Because that's the major concern is you order pizza, you expect it at your door. The car's not going to just drive up to your door and deliver the pizza. It's going to yeah, pull in your true. driveway. So how many people, it's going to be like, how do people react to pizza being delivered and them having to go outside? I personally wouldn't mind it if I didn't have to pay a delivery fee. So I didn't have to mm. tip the car, so to say. So if you could forgo tipping the car just for me to walk literally from my doorstep up to my driveway well, to go see, pick a pizza. the delivery fee is different from the tip. Well, there's that delivery fee that's insured. It's like an insured whatever fee for the, that they have to pay for insurance and all this for the drivers and all that. But, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying that they could still include that fee. But I'm talking about the at, like the delivery fee for that one person who has to walk up and deliver your pizza five feet in front of you. Or, or at least like have, that, have that amount. I know it's, like, usually two, three bucks. <laughs> well, but... I... I would be even okay, yeah, if they just halved it. Like, because I don't have a problem walking out and just going to a machine. You have to punch in a digit code that you probably receive in your email on the car. It'll just give you the pizza. It'll open up the trunk and just be like, here's your pizza, ding, and just slide out your pizza mm -hmm. or your pizza order. So, so, yeah, I mean, I think this is, like, the first steps for us having our own match. I mean, like, you know, it's, it's a sad world for, like, Neuromancer and all those kind of futuristic delivery people who might be trying to deliver pizzas in time but uh yeah i'm just saying that you know this also removes pizza delivery as a, and that's kind of a lucrative job for people um you can make good good money depending on the night delivering pizzas as long as you're not getting stiffed all the time but you know you can stiff your car because you're not gonna have to pay it a tip anyways because you have to go out to the car to get it right so Anyways, I thought that was an interesting kind of bit. Um, oh, Domino's yeah. being like, you know, I think they were the first ones that I saw the car on the ads or whatever of it mm -hmm. just being the delivery car, you know, with the pizza. So, but yeah, the car is going to have heavily tinted glass, so you can't see the people inside driving it. So they're going to make you think that like the car itself just drove there, and then it just get they're not allowed to interact with you whatsoever. So they're pretty much just going to be standing in there probably. With, I imagine the image is going to be like with a clipboard, just like watching you, know, taking notes of everything you do. So. So just don't pick your nose at the door while you're trying to pick up your pizza, because I'm sure you'll probably get. Oh, that guy is. Okay, anyways. So yeah, um, that's 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 it for my tech news. Uh, looks like a good future for us, especially for those who like pizza. Pizza. It's pizza. Oh, but not Little Caesars pizza, because they haven't announced anything about self-driving cars. They're already <laughs> low prices. So. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to Chris. Chris, what about this fall movie season? It's well, honest. considering how the summer was, you know, I came up with the best analogy. This summer movie season was like looking for truffles, a few good nuggets and a whole pen of shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, I, I since. OK, yeah, since like May, I've gone out and maybe seen what? Three flicks. I think I saw Spider-Man, Wonder Woman and Guardians 2. That's it. I don't yeah. think I've seen anything else this summer. Well, and you gotta think though. I mean, it's summer movie season, so like, I don't feel like people like people probably are hopefully getting out and enjoying the summer more. Like, Come I on, personally, that's Jason, what I hope. Hope you know you know how lucrative movies are during the summer period. Yeah, I because mean, kids on. are all have all this free time, so they're like out with their friends, going to movies and stuff. But yeah. what are they doing then? Are they playing video games online with their friends, or are they just on their phone? <laughs> Who the hell knows? I mean, I would see a start Transformers study. last night. No inclination to go see that. Dunkirk, yeah. I'll, please, I'll wait till that hits the video. Exactly. Um, 
you know, stuff like that. I mean, like, I was not very impressed with much. But luckily, starting this coming week, Woo! we've got things that are a little more, a little better prospects. And I am calling this the fall movie season because except for one one miss, or not one miss, but one movie that's coming out th- technically Thanksgiving, the day after Thanksgiving on Black Friday, anything else for December is considered my holiday edition, and, you know, I will leave that at that. I don't think they should release a movie on Black Friday. That's just, sorry. Just... Dude, they release things on Christmas. I know, people love going out and watching, like, as a family, because, like, you get all your relatives out and they go to the movie yeah. theater, but anyways. Oh, come on, I went out and saw um, Rogue One on Christmas Day I last know. year. Those poor people who have to work at the theaters. So. Hey, you know what? I had to when I worked Blockbuster. So that's true. Yeah. I guess I guess ever there's got to be somebody that has to cater to that kind of thing. So. Yeah. So I looked over the major the major types of movies, and yeah. So notable drama and horror flicks coming out soon this week. This is the most notable one. Stephen King's It will be hitting back Yay, hitting the theaters that, this weekend on the eighth. That does look creepy. Sounds like they're all there's already enough buzz. They might be working on a sequel even before the movie actually comes out. Yeah. I know, crazy. I've seen a lot of crazy clown kit like pictures of people just trying to mimic that kind of hey, stuff. Hey, I know what the Halloween costume is going to be this year. Oh, goody. Yay. What, Penny, oh, Pennywise? Pennywise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Joy! Yeah. Um, end of the bonds. month. I mean, it's. I know it's a remake and all that. I mean, it could be. Po- it's gonna be. It's notable, definitely, to me because it is a remake. Remake of the 1980s. You know, horror. You know, sci-fi. You know, or science fictiony drama horror flick. Flatliners. Yay! That'll be the 29th of September. And this is the one that you know goes just outside of the bounds of being in Thanksgiving. Uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Okay. I kind of want to see that. I know. I mean, me too. I'm just like, huh, you know what? I kind of want to see that. That's going to be Black Black Friday, November the 24th. So those are some notable ones that I've seen. Um, Sci-fi fantasy, of course. I have big... a big three coming out, and Jason, you can probably guess the three that I'm gonna say. Yeah, I can. I knew a couple of them. So yeah, Blade Runner 2049. Yeah, that looks good. Like I will actually probably want to see that in theaters. You know, honestly, I've started trying to watch Blade Runner. I've never finished Blade Runner. Oh, it's really hard. To, like you're talking about the old Blade Runner. It's, it's the original Blade Runner, yeah, of course. I mean, it's got its ups and, and downs, which makes it really slow at certain parts. So I can understand why people wouldn't want to watch it, and it's kind of long. So mm-hmm. yeah, but I need I need to watch it eventually. Definitely watch that. it before Blade uh, Runner 2049, though. Yep. Uh, with Ryan Gosling as the main as the main character, but then you get Harrison Ford back as yep. Rick Deckard. Yep. I'm looking forward to that. I think he would be actually kind of fit that part really well. Mm-hmm. Of course, the next one I've been talking about mm-hmm. for months ever since that um, first that first major trailer came out, yeah. Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think somebody else is probably looking forward to because I did see Loki was in it. So. Yeah, buddy. Loki's in it. You've got you know you got freaking Heimdall looking all badass, looking yeah. like he's actually getting into a battle. Yep. Well, I mean, um, they have to. Seeing the meeting of Thor and Hulk on that planet. I mean, oh, seriously, yeah. when I saw that in the trailer, it's like, we know each other. He's a friend from work. It's like, yes. Yep. <laughs> it's it's going to be action-packed. And, I mean, there's already hints that um, Doctor Strange is going to be in the movie. Maybe that's how Hulk and Thor get back down to get back to Earth from yeah. this planet, gladiator planet. And the other big one to satisfy the DC nerds, 
Justice League, November seventeenth. That one, that one still got a lot of. I haven't seen any like real spoilers for it, so or like not spoilers, or trailers really. So right, oh, there's been a couple. I mean, of course, like it's gonna be a big one. Of course, people are wondering, is Superman coming back? I mean, um, technically, he was part of it, so I would think that they're gonna have to resurrect him. He does come. I mean, I don't know. It depends on what they're gonna do in terms of canon. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, can- canonically. You know, he did die versus um, Doomsday, which he did in Batman vs. Superman. He did come back at one point, so we'll see. Last thing, I was looking for comedies. I didn't find any real comedies that really popped up, which is kind of depressing. Yeah. But. Well, it's also fall, so. Yeah. Notable action flick. Kingsman, the Golden Circle. Yeah. September 22nd. I'm very excited for that one. Everybody should go watch the Archer Kingsman um, flick thing. Uh, I did finally see. I did finally joke. watch that video. That was, it was funny. And I have that the was first hilarious. movie. If you like Archer at all, I mean, it's a special kind of humor as well. So hey, it was it was all good. It's it was entertaining for me. Oh, it's so hilarious. That's that's about a half. That's a little over a half dozen movies that I'm actually looking. I've, I've noticed or I'm looking towards myself. I mean, of course. Ragnarok, Justice League, Golden Circle, and Murder are the ones that I'm pretty much looking at right now. Really, of actually going to the theater to see. Yeah, yeah. Blade Runner, Ragnarok, and Justice League were probably the three that. In Golden Circle, I would actually be willing to watch because it's, yeah, exactly. it's also winter, so I'm more likely to go to a theater. Mm-hmm. And then, and of course, then you know, when, once November hits, I'll of course hit the ones coming out in December because we know we got a shit ton in December. Oh yeah. All right, what else next? I know this is also PAX West week, yes, so what else we is. got here? We got some D&D, bitches. Yeah, and a lot of it, too. I know we never have a lot of it unless it's like yeah. a Special events. stream of annihilation or something, and I'm staring at my computer for 12 hours. Or Twitch, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that did make me Twitch. <laughs> Shit. Hit, it. Okay. Hit us, April. So first of all... We got a shit ton of Annihilation stuff coming out, if we hadn't already guessed. Mm-hmm. So, firstly, we have the Tomb of Annihilation is being released in a digital format game called Tales from Candlekeep. Yay! So, it will be looked for it to be released on the PC and the Mac this fall. I got a little bit of information on it. It looks like it's a single-player game at the moment, although you do have control of four or five characters. Hmm. So, you follow the format where one hero... It's supposed to be hero... Hero plays first and events happen, then the next hero plays. The same as you would in a tabletop version, Mm -hmm. but as a single player experience. And it's also designed with new features, adding in crafting and upgrading your gear, which is considered more of an endgame goal for players. Um, They wanted to bring back that kind of replayability to the game to keep people interested. So while heroes can still collect items and treasures throughout their explorations, that crafting system will also allow video game players to create new gear for their characters. Hmm. Um, A global inventory system called the collection stores are all the crafting materials players find in chests and tombs. These are then used to generate items of equipment in four categories. Primary and secondary weapons, armor, and accessories. Okay, for example, crafting a stronger dagger adds its increased bonus to all of a hero's applicable applicable powers, like throws and damage, while stronger armor means higher hit points and armor class. Backstab. (laughs) 
So as for achievements, all modern video games now have those, so it's no different in yeah. this one. Um, they added difficulties to the quest, which is also different from the board game, so players can complete them all up to horrific difficulty. <laughs> the game's achievement list might also ask a player to repeat the last quest only using the most basic equipment or with only one single hero on the hardest difficulty. Mm. And like I said, it's set to come out this fall. Sounds kind of interesting. We might have to check it out. Yeah, it'd definitely be worth something to look into. Uh, I'll, I'm going to wait for reviews on that kind of stuff, though. Well, yeah. I mean, fall. So it could be any time between now and November. So right, you just never right. know. So then, the next big piece of news is tonight. <gasps> Acquisitions Incorporated is going to be live at PAX West tonight. In two and uh, a half hours. 6.30 uh, Pacific Standard Time. So it's 9.30 Eastern Standard Time. It will be streaming live on Twitch. Yay! Yay! We will Get definitely in early be so you don't have to deal with the crowd. I know. <laughs> no theaters tonight. That's right, buddy. Yeah, but that also means no new, no free adventure either. We don't get I to see know, it. I know, seriously. Uh, they provided it online. So, the, really? Yeah, the last one. So I saw it somewhere floating around on D&D's, or the Wizards well, website. You'll all find it on the news in a day or two, probably. Yeah, so we'll see it. So, <clears throat> looking for information on how best to build a class for D&D? Uh, yeah. yeah. Look no further. I checked the forums. <laughs> there is a thread on EN World that has a collection <laughs> of D&D class build guides. It's the wiki thread. I am oh. providing a link, and it's um, a collection of D&D class build guides. The wiki thread. And I have it loaded here. Collection of D&D class. Okay, so you then they, they list it by class. So you go to the barbarian. You've got the Gentleman's Guide to Proper Barbarism. I'm pretty sure this is the one I use. Graceful Destruction, a guide to the dex-based barbarian. I'll never die. Yeah, this is And a... D&D 5th Edition Character Optimization Barbarian. So you pretty much have a little category for each class and where to go to make the best out of your class. Yeah, definitely. This is good if you really want to try to min-max your characters. <laughs> Because uh, mm -hmm. this is the stuff that I was using for every... Uh, this is what I use for my classes. At least if you want some kind of guidance on what isn't isn't a good option for your character. Sometimes it's just horrible options that you might pick that you think are great. So, Especially when it comes to spells. So, Oh, one thing I do want to add about the acquisitions live at PAX tonight. One nice thing is I have a special guest. Strix from Waffle Creek. Yay! Gonna be there. She's like the polar opposite nice of my sorcerer. Yeah. <laughs> so that's going to be fun to watch. Oh, yeah. Anyways, I need to shut up about that. Anyways. So, has anyone been watching any of the panels at PAX West? Oh, I have, I have, I have. I know, I left the state channel on for you, you when did. I went to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to listen to them all. You're welcome, Final Fantasy fourteen. Hello. Mm, mm. Not as informative as I liked, but it did give me some insight into the new stuff that's going to be coming. I watched one. I was going to watch two, but I ran out of time. Well, I thought the one about streaming D&D &D was really good. Oh, no, I watched two. Yeah, yeah we watched two. So I, I was here with that one with you. Well, I watched the other one before you woke up. Yeah. I watched one. Um, it was called, I have it right here, uh, PAX West 2017, streaming your D&D &D game from basement to broadcast. Yeah, that was interesting. That wasn't the one you watched. No, but you were what you were giving me, and then I went over and reviewed it. So I know, nice, right? Yeah. What it was is it was Rudy Rutenberg and Satine Phoenix from Maze Arcana, 
uh, Chris Perkins and Chris Lindsay, and they talked at this panel um, this past Friday about streaming your D&D games online and the do's, the don'ts, and some really good advice. I mean, even though the Chris's didn't get to talk as much as they wanted That's to, Satine and Rudy did have a lot of valuable information, which I took notes on a lot of it. Let me see if I can find my notes. Uh, notes for D&D, notes from PAX West. Here we go. Pretty much um, 18 to 24 decibels is the bad sound for music when you're recording and streaming. Um, usually when you're recording, you can get away with three webcams, but you have to make sure only one of them has sound capabilities, or in <laughs> Rudy's words, you could completely just kill people. <laughs> Surrounds. But they said, ideally, you could also get away with two webcams if you want to do just like one on the Dungeon Master and one on all the players yeah. together. And a computer, of course. But don't do like Satine and uh, have eight webcams going your first time around and have your computer start smoking. So oh, that that's they have funny. To put, they put an ice pack on it, and it stopped smoking, and I guess it completed the <laughs> streaming. Uh, <sighs> um, you need to have good lighting, of course. Yeah. Um, no crosstalk is a biggie. It's kind of hard to understand people when you got people talking back and forth and, and they're interrupting each other. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Wheaton's Law. If you're a player, don't be a dick to the DM. <laughs> because then people aren't going to want to listen if the DM doesn't have respect. It's not going to be a good game. True that. Um, <laughs> the guy who was um, the, pretty much the announcer, the talker for the, the panel mm -hmm. that was interviewing him and talking to him, his thing was is he asked Chris Lindsay, um, what do you do when you have a group of a lot of people? Because someone in the audience asked, you know, he's like, I got a group of like seven or eight people and blah, blah, blah. Anyways, he said, uh, Chris Lindsay's thought was, if you have seven players, first thing you do, kill two of them. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> so those are the four things that they wanted, uh, that the guy wanted those four panelists to take away from the evening. Um, oh, I can't remember the first one now, but the second one was uh, the computer, he thought it, they said screaming, so the computer kept screaming. <laughs> uh, Wheaton's Law. Uh, if you have seven players, kill two of them. I wish I could remember the first one, but it was funny. Uh, and then for if you're going to do just like the audio, you're not going to actually stream video, um, it's always good to have your file be a PNG file. It helps oh, yeah, layer yeah. the video. Yeah. And you can actually find YouTube videos on, on audio and you know video editing. That's how Rudy got his start. Hmm. Let me see. I'm going to have to check out the video. And on Geek and Sundry at projectalpha.com, you can find DM tips that Satine Phoenix posts. Cool. So I might have to look at that. Okay. So that's just some of the notes that I got from that podcast. So I thought it was very interesting. Mm-hmm. And then I posted a link to their video on YouTube so people can watch. Yay. So... How many of us geeks have started making our geeky Christmas list? Of course. Uh, yeah, sure. With my mother, with my mother, I uh, already have stuff up like four months ago. Yeah, let's see. I I range from anything from D and D to movies to now jewelry making. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, are you looking for gifts for your favorite D and D gamer? I mean, Christmas is three months and twenty two days away. That is only. So here are some upcoming release dates for the latest D&D &D products. You've got 
the Tomb of Annihilation dandy campaign that's yeah. set to release September 19th. Pre-ordered, bitches! Yeah. Uh, you've got the Tomb of Annihilation board game Ooh, that's yeah. set to be released September 30th. Hmm? Right now, it's like $50 on Amazon. Yeah, it's a little expensive right now. No, I'm sorry, that's Betrayal at Baldur's Gate. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I think they both are, actually. They're both. Betrayal at Baldur's Gate, which is played like Betrayal at the House on the Hill, is set to release October 20th. Mm-hmm. And last but not at all least, Xanathar's Guide to Everything will be released November 21st, 2017. Now, that one's going to have two different co- art on their covers. <sighs> I think I pre-ordered that one, too. Because, yeah, there was two different art, that's two different pictures that are going to be on the cover. So you have to decide which one you want. I'm sure the one that looks more, like, artist-looking is more expensive. Because they interviewed the guy that did the, the art for that cover on Stream of Annihilation. But, yeah, those are dates. That will all be in our notes. And Yay. that, my fellow nerds, is Dandy News. Yay! Yay! Oh, that's right. I, I pre-ordered the Critical Role Taldorai campaign set again. When is that coming out? Uh, that was... Oh, I gotta actually go to the page to find out. Um, oh, we got that. They don't have a date. This title has not been... This, this is not yet been released. The uh, release date. Oh, wait, it says it's not yet been released. But it doesn't have a release date. They did at one point. Huh. Oh, September 12th. Hmm, okay. So, uh, next week. Yay! Hey, we'll be here. Yeah, we will. It's the day before vacation. I sure. Day before hopefully, we leave. Hopefully they'll deliver it before we leave, and it, it won't be sitting on the porch out for like three weeks or three days. Well, I think, I think Mary, Mary or Lisa said they'd check our mail. Okay, good. Hopefully that means front porch too. I'm not going to plan on ordering anything, so. Near um, future. So. No, uh, fun thing is, I ordered something from Amazon yesterday. I'm actually getting it tomorrow on the holiday. Nice. I'm getting my, some more jewelry stuff tomorrow. Nice. Special deals for delivery. Uh, so... Alright, let's let's get to the undead dragon of the... Spoilers! Room. Spoilers, everybody! Spoilers, uh, we're gonna be talking about Game of Thrones, the season finale, so if you have not watched the season finale, please, please, shut it off this podcast. No, uh, no. But come Pause back. the podcast, watch it, oh, yeah. then come back, because if you haven't watched it, you guys... Yeah, you're... You're, you're lagging. You're lagging behind, you're not slacking doing... Slacking on us. Yeah, you're, you're just a slacker, so... Not that we're trying to talk you down. I mean, like, maybe you're waiting for somebody important to watch it with or something mm. like that. But uh, if you haven't watched it, go ahead. Uh, um, just pause the podcast or turn it off, depending on if you plan on going and watching it in the next five minutes. Um, and then come back, because uh, we are going to spoil everything we're about Game of Thrones. We're going to spoil the fuck out of this show. Yeah, so... Spoiling it hardcore. We're going to spoil it so hard. <laughs> yes, that's what we're going to do. So, okay. So now that we got that out of the way, uh, thank you for listening. For all those who do not want their spoilers, uh, their, their Game of Thrones spoiled. Uh, for all those that don't care, let's move forward, people. Moving so, onward. So yeah, um, fantastic. Uh, overall thoughts from everybody. Oh, oh my god. My god. Yeah. Uh, and it's sad because uh, a lot of people were saying that they feel like this, um, ep- like everything that they're doing right now is being forced like faster. And like before, they were really slow. Now they think everybody's like kind of pushing through this too fast because we're things are happening pretty quickly. Well, that's what happens when things happen pretty quickly. <sighs> yeah, like I mean, yes, walls. I understand where you're coming from, Jason. Where you, they were saying, yeah, basically this could have been a full ten episode season. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 
And I could believe that. But at the same time, I kind of deep down want this to be over. Because, you know, I want to see how this ends for everybody. Yeah. Like, everybody else wants to. So, and you know, you can only have so many soap operas before people get tired of it. Yeah, so. no matter how excruciating gruesome this gets, I will watch it till the end, even if I have to look away. Damn straight. It's kind of like when I watched, you know, freaking Casino Royale. Even though I knew this movie should have ended 30 minutes earlier, I kept watching till the end. True Blood. Ah, True Blood, there you I go. I am cringing through season six right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, should we, hit the, should we hit the major talking points on this? Yeah, I think we should. So but leave, leave the obvious one for last. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm talking about the wall. So. Yep, yep. So right. we're going to go ahead and start off with the meeting, because they, they had just brought the undead. Although we did not talk about this in our last podcast, the goal was they had to go pick up the undead um, and try to get it back to Cersei to prove to her that there's a greater threat and a evil that everybody needs to focus on. So as we find out, I mean, they bring up the undead. It literally is what, like a foot away from her, gnawing at her or whatever. Oh and she looks I think, horrified. Yeah, and she, yeah, she didn't seem too impressed when Daenerys dr- landed on the dragon. Right. And that white came running at her. Well, right. yeah, and I think that was her just composing herself because she didn't want to show how impressed she might be. And then she did point out she has three dragons, but she only saw two, and she was there showing off her force. Where's the third dragon? So um, the undead does come after them, and it was cool because you could see like the hands still moving after they lop it off, and like the creatures like in halves, mm-hmm. and you know it, it. They show that the dragon glass has to be used to kill it. And it, kind of, it kind of reminded me of uh, Army of Darkness a little bit, to be honest. Yeah, yeah it did. I thought that was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. I would have thought, what's his bucket? Would have been like, can you please let me have that hand so I can look into this? The, oh, what, what, Kyburn? Yeah, like, you know, because like, I think that would have been right up his alley. Maybe he could have found some way to, like, you know, neutralize it. So, because mm-hmm. he seems pretty mad scientist to me. So, but obviously they burned the whole entire thing, so nobody can you know investigate that so but yeah then so Tyrion seems to have effed up the meeting so <laughs> fucked it up but you know, well it's not technically Tyrion it was uh Jon Snow's yeah. response but you know everything seems to be blamed on Tyrion so because <laughs> Jon Snow reacted of course well, like he did have a talking to because he well. wasn't gonna even he wasn't gonna lie I mean that's just it Jon Snow that's his character and then like you know Danny finally says okay I kind of understand but she's like you could have lied uh, just a little know. bit yeah just a little bit and he's like no like uh, my word is my word yeah, I'm not, not who gonna I am. yeah which you know balls out there like that's that's awesome that John's that way like truly mm-hmm. <sighs> so I I got the next topic point trust me all right all right Peter Baelish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I cheered. I <laughs> was like, oh my god, he's like gonna get, I'm like, he's so gonna get At away first, I with seriously this. thought she yeah. was going to I was go just like, what Arya. the hell? I'm like, he, he is turning them on each other. I'm like, this is gonna be horrible for and the you're North. And thinking, how in the fuck did he get away with it? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh it's... wait, he didn't. Yeah. And it's like, how do you, <laughs> what are your answers to the charges? Lord Baelish. He's like, excuse me? He's like, he's like what? 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 Me? Like, what? Huh? What? He's like, not even in the moment. Like, paying attention. 
It's like, it's like smug, smug, smug. smug. Yeah. What? Ooh, that's he, not going he, the way I planned. I think he peed a little. Oh, yeah. And oh, then gosh. just, uh, just uh, our freaking girl, Arya, just be like, dud, <laughs> gone. Yeah. It was beautiful. No pomp, no circumstance, just throat cutting. Yep, it's Once just like, all right, it. this is, I'm sentencing you here. This is what the sentence is. Arya carried it out. And even Arya said, I'm just the executioner. That was on you <laughs> to make that, um, like, you know, and it, it really was. I mean, like, she's kind of like. And the fact that he couldn't get anybody in that building to help him. Yeah, and, like, nobody was going to stand to his aid. He's, like, pleading. He's, like, you know, and the, I think everybody knew what was going on as soon as they he started. Saw, they saw the writing on the wall. Yeah. And, you know, that was deserting. I am glad it ended that way because he is no longer, because I thought he was just going to corrupt the, the, you know, the, Sansa. the whole Sanza and the whole situation with and everything. And that just but, proved that nothing can come between them. Yeah, and that just helped, you know, it's just, you know, the Starks are strong, so, like, the Starks are surviving so you know, far. No matter what, the Starks will endure. Oh, yeah. It was, it was beautiful. It was fucking beautiful right there. Man, I'm telling but, you, that was the highlight of the episode for me. But if that would have happened... I, I would have been like Brown should have seen Brown should have seen that coming. So he may have, and he just didn't say anything. Well, and I think he probably would have if he wouldn't have already seen maybe what was going to happen anyway, is kind of thing. Because I, I don't know if I don't think Brown can see the future, right? Yeah, he can. Can he? Because I thought yeah, he Brian can see the future. I thought he could see the past and the current. But he can also see what's going to happen too. He can see all. He has the three-eyed raven: uh, okay. past, present, future. Okay, so so then yeah, he there would have been no excuse for him not to have. Like, he must. He's probably he focusing too much on the White Walkers and the outcome of that to focus on something else. Yeah, well we're we're still waiting to see like his true power like come to be. Cause... I know. All we know is he's spouting off riddles. Not very, not very. It's just not very showy. <laughs> Quote and, the Raven. And, hey, I remember seeing you at your wedding, even though I wasn't there. I'm sorry you well, got raped. Yeah, you know, that's just him <laughs> kind of showing off his power, but in like a nonchalant, like, this is just who I am kind of way. Just This, this is me now, so, mm -hmm. hi. Well, here you go. I'll just give you some of this. But, yeah, anyways, I'm sure he'll have a bigger part in the next season, of course, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, we had that. Uh, um, Theon uh gets uh gets back the crew he br he gets that crew for him man like oh, yeah, after getting beaten the crap, that. crap yeah. out of him holy shit i mean like and that's just it that's just showing his new will you know to to rescue yara because i mean obviously you know he feels like yeah and he and not only that he kills the captain and then the crew's like yeah let's get her down <laughs> like i'm like holy shit i guess that's the way they work you know i'm like I don't know if that's how, um, what, what, what were they, the, uh, uh, what, what's the name of his faction? Who? Um, oh, the, um, Great Joy. Ironborn? Uh, Ironborn, yeah. So. Hey, so, he yeah. may not have a dick anymore, but his balls are still working at least. Exactly. So. <laughs> yeah. And then we did get to see, uh, Jon Snow's butt. Hubba hubba. Oh. I mean, that wasn't my key point there, but, you know, it's just... It was a key point. Yep, so... And then we find out that she's his aunt, so... Ew. Awkward. Yeah, awkward, but, but again, it, it's still not as awkward as brother, sister, sister insects. Sex. It, it, that's true. I mean, there at least is a gap there, so... Only barely. Only barely better. Just a little bit, but you know, maybe that's just how the Targaryens roll. So it is how the Targaryens roll. So They're unkind. 
Yeah, exactly. That's kind of how kings and kings and queens work, right? So, like, Why do you think ooh. the British have bad teeth? <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, God, no. That's, uh... There was incest in, over there for centuries. Oh, yeah. 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 What about what about the whole Cersei actually turning her back on them? It's like, no, nope, yeah. we're not sending our armies that way. It's like, what the hell? You know, we leave ourselves defense. Like, yeah, uh, he's like, uh, you? you just said you're going to do this. I really thought you were meaning this. I really believed in what you said, and I thought you were actually this better person than you were. And come to find out, you're just who you th- normally are. So, and then he, then we see him riding off. So. Well, I seriously thought the mountain, the mountain was going to kill him. Yeah, I, I really half thought that the mountain was going to kill him there for a second. So yeah, I thought so too. And she, I thought she'd given him the command. Like, just like she nodded or something like, like I think she kind of unspokenly said, leave or he'll kill you. Yeah. And much how they probably took it. So, ultimately, yeah. So, Jamie is now left. So Jamie's going to be on the correct side I think now. he's going to move to the other side yeah, to try too. to tell them, hey, my, you know, she's going to backstab she's you guys. backstabbing uh, you guys. Uh, but the thing is, is they did leave us a hint that he was trying to cover up his hand to pr- protect who he was. So, I feel that he might get stopped somewhere down the line because his identity might get revealed. That's kind of why he was showing him hiding his identity. Yeah. So, although he could I, probably I take that hand off technically, he so can. I don't know why he just but doesn't. But his face is kind of known. He'll have to hide his face. Right. Well, that that he should have just been walking around in full armor or whatever, and mm-hmm. then just yeah. But anyways, uh, so I digress. I mean, that's that's. I mean, that's that's that makes Jamie no, more notable. So yeah, he's actually got morals. Yeah, I mean, he's finally probably given up on his sister. I feel mm-hmm. so. She gone. She's the Mad Queen now. Yep. Oh yeah, that's what I said during when we were watching. I said, "Well, she is turning into to the Mad King Targaryen." <sighs> nice. So, yeah, and we still have to worry about Danny possibly being there, but I think John will. Somebody's gonna die. I think it's gonna be John. I feel like John's gonna die because he's now probably they're probably going to have a kid, and so now he's probably up for possible or maybe she has the kid she dies having the kid Mm, and one or the other we'll Mm. see how how this plays out because you know these kinds of things never end you know in a fairy tale kind of ending generally so as far as we know everybody might just die at the end like the the biggest pisser from george rr R. martin everybody dies everybody everybody dies but the world is saved no the only person that lives is the eunuch because he never takes sides he just knows everything oh i don't did he come along like I don't, I didn't see him at the meeting. Was I don't think he was at the meeting. I think he oh, was, Varys? but he went somewhere else. Yeah, Varys. No, Varys. You remember Melisandre just said um, that she he was gonna die in another, you know, away from home, just like she will. So. Oh yeah. You no, you know who's no. the only one that's gonna survive? Bronn and Davos. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. And maybe uh, what's his bucket? Uh, her. Um... What's her name? Big tall lady. Oh, Brianna Brian. Tarth. Brianna Tarth, yeah. Her squire will live. <laughs> so. Oh, Potterick. 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 Oh, God. Pot- oh, or the God. other guy, the one bastard son. 
Uh, I don't know about Kendrick. that. They didn't really make him, like, if you watch the thing afterwards, he was just kind of like an afterthought. They're like, well, we wanted to bring somebody else in, you know, because... And he'd been in there before, and some, some people was were actually wondering where he went. Yeah, I mean, like, we'll just kind of close this off and make him kind of more of an exceptional character with his giant uh, sledgehammer of Warhammer. His, his mad oh my God, I, love, I want that. that. That is the next weapon I'm having with my next fucking clear character, <laughs> just saying. Yeah, that's kind of a cool weapon, I mean... No, it's fucking badass, Jason. <laughs> okay, badass. badass. So, okay, so then how about the conversation between Sam and Bron? Uh, yeah. I mean, he, at least he realized what... I mean, I'm just going to go back to Sam being like... He realized what Gilead said. Because well, I thought yeah. at first he just ignored it. But then, yeah, he made reference to the fact that... Yeah, your your vision is true. I read this. Yeah. So, yeah, you're oh, not yeah. completely far-fetched. Yeah. Oh, hey, uh, you're not making this shit up. I really know you're telling the truth here, because mm-hmm. this makes total sense. So. Mm-hmm. And we hear all this as uh, Daenerys and Jon are bumping ugly. But he's also the one that indicates for Bronn to go back and look at that, so to go look into it, because he can see through time and all that space and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. he actually then realizes, oh, yeah, okay, yep, now it's time to go tell Jon. Mm-hmm. John's busy. So John will get the letter in the morning. <laughs> oh, what about that look on Tyrion's face when he saw the two of them going in there? I don't know. Oh if that yeah, was I don't know. I think what that his was. thought was, "Oh shit, we're fucked." Oh shit, we're fucked. Or uh, damn, why am I not getting? Why am I not hitting her? Yeah, I, it's just like he might. Maybe he feels like he's losing his connection too. Because if John becomes more of a, of a relationship with her, she's gonna listen to him. She's and gonna not be Tyrion, more yep. inclined to listen to John than Tyrion. Yep. And Tyrion, mm-hmm. while being he's very reasonable, whereas she isn't. Mm-hmm. And he might feed her like what like because well, John's like true to his word though. So I he mean, tries to choose the the more. The proper honorable route. way out of yeah, the honorable yeah. way, and that's I think that's what Tyrion. Was I think doing that's anyways. gonna help her in the long run. Yeah, so I think there's two voices of reason around her now. So, uh, so don't shall know we if there's talk anything about else the, besides um, dragon in the room? Yeah. yeah, let let's let's hit the end. Let's hit the dragon in the room. Yeah, so oh, I wasn't expecting my that. God. Was not expecting that specifically. I wasn't expecting blue fire. I said, "Is it going to be fire? or oh. Is it going to be ice?" No, nope, oh. it's me. Blue fire. Yeah, I I was expecting blue fi- fiery ice thing, like cold fire. And I don't know if it's cold fire or not, but it's definitely damaging fire. Exceptionally damaging fire. Considering it brought down the whole goddamn wall. Yeah. Well, let's just go ahead and make a well, big hole in the wall. I Shit. I would say the one good thing is I don't think the Black Watch is tied to their contracts anymore. Uh, there, there's no, yeah, there's no reason to have the Black Watch at this point because well, they can just the walk ones through. that survived anyway. Yeah, which which red bearded fuck better have survived. Or I'm gonna well, be pissed. They're probably just gonna oh, walk past. You're the not wall. the only one. I know plenty of people that are like, if Tormund doesn't survive, fuck the show. Man, his beard is real. That is his beard in real life. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, he d- awesome. I saw him doing a commercial. He does a commercial for something, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's him right there. I'm like, shit. Like, they're like, I wasn't like, he's from one of the Scandinavian from... company, co- countries like Norway or something, and apparently he's world renowned for his beard. Yeah. Nice. So I don't imagine he's. He's probably one of those that. people that like their pa- like their tongue, like their palates are insured for a million dollars. His beard yeah. is insured <laughs> for half a mil. Right? <laughs> <sighs> so that's a good way to end it, I felt, because now we know that there's nothing impeding the White Walkers from coming to ta- from to Winterfell. Like, Winterfell is going to be probably the first major battle. Well, maybe, I don't know if there's a town north 
of the wall that might be there, but, like, they're going to just destroy all. And, like, we're going to see farmers from every, like, area up there, people who had not left already, so. I think Winterfell is going to be the Lord of the Rings equivalent of Waterdeep. Yeah, and we saw mm. snow falling everywhere, mind you. Yeah, it started everywhere. falling in King's Landing. Even in King's Landing, so. I wonder if it's because they it, brought the White Walker there. No, it's just because this is winter coming, so that we've, we've. We've, Aren't we glad is... that's not how our winter works, where it lasts for years? My God, I die. Well, actually, technically, I mean, we do have, you know, the cold and warm... But, yeah, we don't have that long length of a... Actually, ours is longer, so, you know, whenever you have the Ice Age. So, anyways... Yeah, a long time ago. Well, the Ice Age is periodical. Anyways, but, yeah, that's that's another mere point, though, is, like, yeah, they have this time when it's like, oh, we have long winters, like, every century or something, it seems like, so... Yeah, this time the White Walkers are coming. Yeah, seriously, that breach in the wall is just epic. It, yeah. Epic to see that. I mean, I felt like there should have been more debris around the wall, and it would have been a lot harder to get around the wall, technically. But from the looks of it, they just that dragon cleared a nice, perfect path for them to go through. So, yeah, whatevs. I mean, we knew they were going to bypass the wall, so... And I think, and I think what they destroyed was the East Watch, just like they've been fooling around with all, all this part of the season was the. Oh East, yeah, and that East whole Watch. entire wall is fucked up too. Like all the stairs and everything to get down from there, but the wall continues, so you can just they could go to the next center, like the wall, like whatever fortification area, um, where you can go up and down because each wall has like sections or whatever. So. Oh, I think I think they're just balls and straight toe. Um, Winterfell now. That's what I think. Well, I, I think that as soon as they can get down from that wall, they will. But I think we'll see them stuck on top of the wall trying to get to the next watch or at least alerting. Mm -hmm. I see what you mean. Yeah. So, because I thought they had some sort of, uh, maybe I'm just thinking Lord of the Rings style thing here, but like some sort of fire thing that indicated. <laughs> yes. Uh, or maybe we'll see that. I don't know. Oh, plus the, act the, the actor, Christopher uh... Hivju. H-I-V-J-U. That's his last name. Norwegian. Norwegian. Yes. So, anyways. Funny thing, funny thing is, the guy was born in 78, December 7th to 78. So, oh, he's, so like he's, my, he's like right between our ages. Yeah, he's not that much older. Who is this person? It, this is Tormund. Oh, yeah, his red... birthday were recently. That's why, I, that's why I recognized his name, because I mentioned yeah. his birthday a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So, yeah, exciting stuff. So I'm of course, looking forward. Of course, if we've forward... got what a year and a half now. Yeah, I was gonna say we have another year, over a year to wait now. So yeah, I was told I've been hearing 2019. Uh, so they're gonna milk the time frame for this as much as possible. So we'll all forget between now and then. <laughs> we'll no, we just have that season. much time to rewatch the entire series and be prepared. Oh god! Oh my god! Seriously. Uh, so much to watch. But then again, you got Westworld yeah. coming out, hopefully, again, at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I need to catch that, up on that. That's up my alley. Yeah. I, I liked it. I just We just haven't really finished it. So. Well, I guess it's good that someone has HBO now. Well, we got, well we'll got have to start watching the first season of it first. And that's fine. We'll... It's on HBO now. Oh, oh yeah, the first season go. is? I have HBO now. But it, all the first season is? Uh, the season that just ended up Game of Thrones is on there. We, that's how we watched it. Right, yeah, I'm pretty sure you should be able to do that. As long as we can watch it for a season, we're good. So, anyways, uh, that was it for Game of Thrones. So, uh, moving on to other things, and Westworld's awesome, too. Um, anybody got anything else they want to talk about Game of Thrones or anything else-wise? Um, Dungeons & Dragons, one more thing. The new issue of Dragon Plus is out. It's They're calling it their board game issue. So, is D &D that like a sample board game or something? 
No, it's a magazine. Uh, no, no, no. I know what Dragon Plus is. No, I'm it's just, just all about a lot about their board games. Oh, uh, okay. So. Like, you know, Baldur's Gate, uh, Doom of Annihilation. Betrayal at Hussey. Not to tell, but not that Well, one. each issue oh, has free maps for download and a free adventure for download. This issue has yeah, maps I was gonna from say, um, Tomb of Annihilation. Yeah, I saw some free download stuff from them, too, for that stuff. It has so. the main port when you first get to Cholt. That uh, was the maps for this month. So, nice. yeah, and they talk, go into detail, you know, they talk about Tomb of Annihilation a little bit. They have a bunch of interviews with people. So, it's good. It's out. You can read it on your computer, your phone, your tablet, whatever. They have an app for everyone. It's, My Kindle? Yes. D- I don't I don't know. dnd.wizards.com slash dragon plus slash issue 15. Cool. I forgot to add that in. Anybody else get anything they want to talk about? I got nothing. So. Well, oh, I well, I got a couple of interesting bits. Um, Dragon Con, of course, I'm seeing some little bits of um, interesting cosplayers. Jason, this is up at yours in my alley. I see. I'm seeing a video right now, and I just shared it. I'm, I just retweeted it on my Twitter. Um, I'm pretty sure it's a girl dressed up full Lucio style. Oh, cool. Lit, light up, Lucio. you know, inline skates and all that. But even better yet, Jason. There's a um, Comic-Con, Grand Rapids, so be- basically between us and you guys and me right now. Um, October the 20th to the 26th, or 20, wow, 20th to the 26th, that's a long-ass con. <laughs> um, 20th to the 22nd. If you, okay, I know, you, you know, you, you might have seen Red Dwarf 11, oh, yeah. you might have seen Homeland, but the actress... That does the voice for Mercy will be there. Lucy oh, Pohl. Oh, cool. Yep, she's a film actress, comedian, writer, and the voice of Mercy for Blizzard's Entertain Blizzard Entertainment's Overwatch. Yay! I'm gonna actually go and drop because I mean I went to a con in Tennessee with the voice actress that does the voice for Gladys from the um, Portal games, and listening to her that was kind of interesting. So I thought that might be something you, you'd be like, oh damn, that's kind of cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's definitely my alley, but, I mean... Yep, I mean, other than that, I think that's out. all the interesting little bits I'd see. Um, I would like to make an, a quick note. when I, The Overwatch part, I didn't put in the notes, but they did make the, some of the changes I mentioned. Not Mercy, who was still on PTR, but Roadhog did have a new upchange, change, uh, change up to, to him, so he can actually heal and run at the same time now. So I saw that, yep, I've seen, I've seen that. Which is fantastic. And needless to say, and I also the... did try to, um... I actually tried, um playing competitive like you were saying yeah um i've now learned that if i am definitely playing mercy competitive don't never switch out of my healing mode ever yeah you're gonna get screwed uh, generally but hey no, you never it, know. It, it, was, it wasn't screwed it was actually getting yelled at by one of my own teammates oh uh, well if you play your pro i mean i don't i but then again you're you're supposed to be boosting your friends yeah. like it wasn't like it wasn't like we weren't getting pwned anyhow but anywho yeah. You know, I might try a couple more competitive, but you know me. I'm just going to play, play and collect skins and whatnots and yeah. all that and just have a good time playing against the AIs. Yeah, well, <laughs> I enjoy just, I mean, even if I'm playing competitive, just not playing for, like, ranked competitive because... Exactly. But I will get competitive ranked for the season. That's that's not a question. So, yeah. anyways, uh, all right, everybody. I think that's it for our troll. Cool. So, uh... All right, so on that note... Uh, if you want to have a listen to us, which you kind of already are if you're listening to us. <laughs> Obviously. Um, you have other methods than what you use. 
So you can find us directly at our website, www.ingloriousgeeks.com, or you can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Just look for Inglorious Geeks. Um, oh, yeah, Facebook, mm, Inglorious Geeks. Twitter, Inglorious underscore geek. Ooh, changing it up a bit. Yeah. But yeah. then you get to Instagram, it's Inglorious Geeks 3. Because we're uh, the three of us. Twitch, we're back to Inglorious Geek. Hey, Snapchat, guess which one? Inglorious Geek. And roll 20! Inglorious Geek! Yay! You'd think we were Inglorious Geeks or something. Yeah. Oh, wait, on that note, hey, we are the Inglorious Geeks, so sit down. Shut up! And roll initiative. Alright, people, uh, enjoy your packs uh, west this week. Uh, enjoy your Dragon Con, and uh, I hope you guys have a good week. We'll see you next weekend. Have fun, y'all. Bye.